Sitting for long periods each day is an independent risk factor for adverse health conditions and early death, independent of how much time you spend exercising. You see, I meet a lot of people who go regularly to the gym. They might go to the gym four or five times a week, but they spend their entire day sitting down. And it turns out that sitting time is now an independent risk factor for adverse health conditions. So the simple idea is to simply move more. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe, and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits, and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine, and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly, and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. One of the really interesting ideas in this whole area of lifestyle as medicine is how prolonged sitting has been recognized to be a real health hazard for your physical health, mental health, and emotional well-being. And a heading you may well have seen is this heading that says that sitting is the new smoking. Of course, that's only partly true. Smoking any amount of cigarettes is bad for your health. There's no lower safe limit of cigarette consumption. Even passive smoking is bad for you. And of course, no one's ever going to suggest that sitting beside somebody is bad for your health necessarily, and nobody's going to ban sitting from the workplace. And of course, once you're sitting in an ergonomically adjusted chair, there's nothing wrong with sitting down. Just don't sit down for too long because prolonged sitting may be as bad for your health in terms of increasing your risk of early death from all causes, just as much as smoking cigarettes can be. And of course, we know that we are biologically hardwired to move. It's programmed into our DNA thousands of years ago. Man as the hunter-gatherer may have moved many miles, some would say more than 14 miles a day in search of food. That's a lot of movement. Movement was a prerequisite for survival. So your biological blueprint is hardwired to move regularly. And of course, nowadays, there's often a mismatch a serious mismatch between this biological blueprint to move regularly and you know the basic lifestyle habits and patterns of daily life for many people. Many people are spending more time than ever sedentary, sitting down either at the desk at work or on the sofa at home, stockpiling all those unused calories as surplus fat stores. So let's look at this idea of movement. Why sitting for prolonged periods can be so bad for you, the benefits of movement, and then a few little ideas to move more regularly. So research from the American Journal of Preventative Medicine has shown that if you sit for more than nine hours in total each day, it increases your risk of depression. A lot of research has linked prolonged periods of sitting with an increased number of many serious health conditions, including heart disease, diabetes, obesity, and what's known as syndrome X or metabolic syndrome. This is a cluster of conditions that includes raised blood pressure, high blood sugar, raised blood fat, raised 
fat stores around the waist and low levels of HDL good cholesterol. If you sit for more than six hours a day, compared to somebody who sits for less than three hours a day, your increased risk of early death as a man goes up by more than 48%. And if you're a woman, by more than 94%. In other words, sitting for long periods each day is an independent risk factor for adverse health conditions and early death, independent of how much time you spend exercising. You see, I meet a lot of people who go regularly to the gym. They might go to the gym four or five times a week, but they spend their entire day sitting down. And it turns out that sitting time is now an independent risk factor for adverse health conditions. So the simple idea is to simply move more, spend less time sitting and spend more time moving. And when you do choose to move more regularly, there are tremendous benefits for your mental health, your physical health and for your emotional well-being. In terms of exercise in the mind, when you move more, you dampen down stress hormones, you feel less anxious, you bring on all those positivity neurochemicals like serotonin and oxytocin and noradrenaline and natural painkilling endorphins and oxytocin and anandamide and GABA and brain-derived neurotrophic factor enabling you to grow new brain cells and build stronger connections between those brain cells. So when you choose to move, you build this positivity biochemical soup in your brain that enables you to think more clearly, act more decisively, boosting your willpower, strengthening your sense of self, enhancing your self-control, dampening down feelings of toxic stress and anxiety, enabling you to face your fears with more confidence. Movement may be considered an anti-anxiety vaccine, a powerful antidote to feelings of stress and tension and anxiety, bringing on more positive emotion, boosting your emotional bank account with a reservoir of positivity that you can draw upon when you need it most. In addition, moving more can boost an area of your brain known as your hippocampus, which can support your memory, enables you to strengthen your willpower muscle and buffer the toxic effects of stress. And that can include strengthening and supporting your telomeres. They're the like the, the caps on your shoelaces. They're at the end of your DNA and they tend to unravel a little bit as we get older which causes accelerated biological aging. So, you know, movement helps to protect your telomeres. In other words, lowering your biological age and helping you to age better and supporting and boosting longevity. If you're a leader who recognizes, particularly since COVID-19, that living with vitality and building a more resilient mind matter now more than ever for you and your team, then this podcast is for you. For further details, visit drmarkrow.com. Of course, when you move, you feel better about yourself. You have a more positive self-image, more self-worth, more self-confidence, more self-esteem. The word emotion is really E plus motion. And a simple formula I love to use is that E plus motion equals emotion. In other words, exercise plus motion, which is movement, equals more positive emotion. So when you choose to move, 
you're going to feel more positive, you're going to feel less stressed, and you're going to simply live with more vitality. In lifestyle medicine now, we talk about the exercise prescription. And this is this really interesting idea of exercise as a vital sign for your health, for your well-being, for your vitality, for your longevity. And exercise as a prescription includes three or four different elements. Firstly, moderately intense exercise for 150 minutes each week. Moderately intense means being able to talk but not sing during it, getting up a little bit of a sweat, getting your heart going. It might include playing tennis, biking, jogging, brisk walking, swimming, etc. Plus strength training for 15 minutes twice a week. Plus stretching that may include you know, spiritual exercise like yoga or Pilates or Tai Chi, but simply stretching so that you don't seize up and staying loose and more supple as you age. And the other really important part of this exercise prescription is movement. In other words, as I've said already, it's really recognized now just how important it is to move as often as possible during your day. Changing from being a sedentary couch potato to walking for 20 or 30 minutes a day can reduce your early death rate by up to 30%. Moving more is a great investment in your long-term health, well-being, and vitality. Hippocrates put it very well when he once said, if you're in a bad mood, go for a walk. If you're still in a bad mood, go for another walk. And, you know, that's one of the great benefits of walking is that movement, this low-impact movement, builds your creativity in your brain, you think more clearly, you think more creatively, you can come up with more ideas to complex problems, and it sort of gets you out of your box and makes you feel more expansive in your thinking, building that sense of perspective, positivity, and creativity. So if you're interested in moving more and making more regular movement part of your everyday habit, you have to appreciate that really it is a habit and it's all about starting, appreciating that small changes can make a big difference. In fact, research has shown that by you committing to take 10 additional short one minute breaks of standing and moving around each day will lower your blood pressure, lower your waist circumference, lower your blood sugar, your blood insulin and your blood fat levels. That's really interesting. The power of small incremental extra movements during your day having a long-term impact on your health, your well-being, and your vitality. So here's a few ideas. Stand whenever you get the chance. Perhaps when you're talking on the phone, stand up. I mean, that's a great idea, this idea of piggybacking one habit onto another habit. If your phone rings, stand up. Stand at your coffee break. Um, talking. I call this walk and talk meetings. Talking. Uh, I teach young GPs and for our teaching sessions or tutorials, we will often walk around the block. It takes about 20 minutes or so to walk around the Waterford Health Park where I practice. And this idea of talking, moving more often can support creative ideas and thinking. And it's a great way to bring more movement into your day. I have the 30 minute rule. Every 30 minutes, stand up. Perhaps you need to set an alarm clock at your desk but just some sort of reminder to move every 30 minutes or consider the 50 minute hour that for 10 minutes in every hour, you're gonna move around. The whole idea is to redesign your environment 
to focus more on movement, to make your everyday actions at work an opportunity to move more and to express more of your own epigenetic potential, to become more of the person who you know you're capable of becoming and simply moving more as a gift to your own self-care, to your own health and to your own vitality. Other simple ways to bring more movement into your day, use the stairs instead of the lift. You know, you park your car further away from the office. Force yourself to walk to the shop instead of driving. I mean, it's all about these simple things. It's the power of small. And it's all about starting. It's never too late to reap the game-changing benefits of extra movement in your everyday life. Whatever you've done up to the time you've listened to this podcast really doesn't matter. It's gone now. It's done. You can consider it research and development, but it's what you're going to do today that's going to be the best investment in your future. And what I want to say to you is no matter how busy you believe you are, no matter how tired you think you are, no matter how unfit you are today, it's all about starting. Every journey of a thousand miles begins with that single step. And what I'm encouraging you to do is simply take that first step today and bring more movement into your everyday life. Make movement part of a better, healthier you. And those steps you take today might be the most important steps you'll ever take in your life. Not just adding years to your life, but adding more life to your years, enabling you to live with so much more vitality. Thank you for listening to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com.